Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 6 is where we're at this morning. Have you ever broken the rules? Verse 5, it says, And he said to them, The Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. There are a few things in the statement that we should take note of. First of all, Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. And, and of course, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, it tells us who the Son of Man is. It says that this, the one like, coming like the Son of Man in the clouds of heaven, and then he's given complete rule and dominion over everything. So Jesus is calling himself the Messiah. But then he also says that he is Lord of the Sabbath. What does that mean? That he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Well, we see that in Exodus chapter 20, verse 10, in the Ten Commandments. It says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, the Yahweh your Elohim, the, the name of God and the word to describe God or the title of God the Lord your God, and Jesus is claiming very much that he right here is God. I don't know if they understood this statement, but that's what Jesus is saying. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Verse 6, this is now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. Mark's gospel tells us that he entered a second time on the Sabbath, that it was Capernaum that they were at. And so he come back to Capernaum, He'd been there one Sabbath day. He comes back a second Sabbath day. And I'm sure they were very glad to see Jesus back that second Sabbath day. I mean, wherever Jesus went, he did amazing things, right? And before when he was in Capernaum, he'd done amazing things. And now he's back, and and they're hoping he's going to come back a second time, and certainly he did. And so to set this scene for this particular service, there was a man there, it says, who had a withered hand. His hand was atrophied, it was bent over, it was, it was stricken, it couldn't, he couldn't straighten it out, and it was kind of pressed against his, his, his body. It was withered. It must have been a difficult thing to live with. Now, I wonder if this was someone who normally attended this synagogue. I would say probably not. And, and the reason is, is because a person with a withered hand, if you read the law, anybody with a crooked nose... Anybody with a, one leg shorter than the other, anyone with a, a, a withered hand or, or a withered part of their body or a deformity of any kind was not allowed to enter into the temple. Now, that seems harsh, I know. They could go into the, into the court of the Gentiles, but they could not enter into the temple because they were a broken person, in a sense. And God is holy. And, and it was a metaphor. It wasn't because God was trying to be cruel to those people. Of course, he would tear down the middle wall of separation and he would let everybody come in, right? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it was a metaphor of fallen man 
being separated from mankind. The truth is, is that nobody could get any closer to God than anyone else when it came right down to it. But, but here's this metaphor, and so a man with a withered hand would be looked at as somebody who was cursed. You remember that it was Jeroboam who, when the man of God cursed him and said that this altar in Bethel is a curse to you, and God's going to judge you for it, he stretched his hand out to point at the man of God, and immediately it withered. And his hand was withered up, and, and he said, pray for me, please. And the man of God prayed for him, and his hand was restored. So certainly a man with a withered hand would be looked at somebody who was cursed by God. So this guy probably didn't come the first week, but heard Jesus was there and thought to himself, I need to be there. Man, could you imagine if you didn't come to church and Jesus showed up on that day? You would you'd probably hope, I hope he comes next week. Everybody would be here next week to see if he was going to come, right? But was he there hiding in the crowds? Feeling as though the place might fall in on him? That he might suddenly be called to attention. That people might say, oh, there's that guy with the withered hand. You know, he's probably just trying to lay low. Maybe he has something to cover himself up. I think it's interesting because things are not much different today. I mean, think about that. How many of us wandered into a church for the very first time because something in our life was withered? Something in our life was broken. We just went through the divorce. We just found out the diagnosis. Or we just had a friend really hurt us. Or we had a breakup. Or we, we just felt like we were ready to kill ourselves and it's like the last thing I'm, I'm going to do, I'm just going to go into this church. And then you get there and you're afraid that somebody from your past might see you. Like what if somebody's here from my party days? Or what if somebody's here who knows who I really am? And the hypocrisy of th- that thought just kind of makes you kind of shrink into the back. You know, I think that happens a lot. I think people come into a church, and what do they do? They sit in the back corner. And and they want to be unnoticed, but then also they want to be noticed. They don't want attention drawn to them, but maybe they were thinking, you know, my friend went to that church, and and they were changed, and God did something in their life, and maybe God could do that for me. Will I be touched? Can God fix what's wrong with me? Is that possible? And yet oftentimes those people leave and they're never touched. They're never acknowledged. They're never greeted. They're never loved. I I think that's something we need to think about as a congregation. When somebody wanders in here for the first time, you know, it's good to, to kind of be vigilant. What's going on with people around us? Maybe they are hurting. Maybe they are going through a hard time. You know, I think that we oftentimes, and this is just maybe indicative of our culture, we, we wander into a church, we wander into a situation, we think, okay, what's in it for me? You know, I hope the worship's good today. I hope the sermon's interesting. I hope that it doesn't go too long. I can get this done with and get on to my lunch. But what we should be as we go into a church setting or any setting really as a Christian is to be circumspect, to be saying, what's going on around me? What, what, what's happening to the people around me? And, and then go in with not only an expectancy for God to touch us, but also an expectancy for God to use us. God, who would, you, who would you call me to touch today? Who would you call me to minister today? Give me opportunities. You know, I think that there's, there's always opportunities to serve when we come into church. The Greek here indicates that this man 
was not withered from birth. His hand was injured or diseased. Something caused it to be withered, maybe a stroke or maybe a, a work accident. To him, this was probably a bigger deal than we might think. Now, in our day, in, in our society, we, we kind of cater to people with, with disabilities or, or challenges. We, we're really good at that. You know, I mean, we make sure that, you know, doorknobs are paddle doorknobs, so people who don't have the right, you know, things to open them can open them with a hook if they need to, you know, or whatever. We, we, we try to make it accommodating, you know, for handicap accessibility. And we're blessed to live in a society like this. But here's a man with a withered hand. Luke alone tells us it was his right hand. Luke, of course, being a doctor, points that out. But that's kind of an important detail because in your, their society, to have your right hand withered would also be looked upon as a curse. Do you realize in the Old Testament the word for left-handed is literally wounded in the right hand? Because the only time, the only reason you would use your left hand for anything was if you were wounded in the right hand if your hand was withered or hurt or deformed or something, then you'd be left-handed. Because in that society, as well as many societies today in the developing world, the right hand is used for the table and eating, and the left hand is used for the bathroom. Which I didn't really understand when I went to India, because, you know, you want to make sure when you're in India, you use your right hand only to eat. You don't uh, use your left hand when you're eating at the table, because everybody kind of pulls from the same food in the middle oftentimes. And you see it with your hands, you don't use utensils. But then when you pray, everybody holds hands. And so your right hand's holding somebody's left hand. And you're like, wait a minute, this is like the whole mask and no mask thing. You know, are we just playing games here? You know, what's going on? This drives you crazy. But you didn't want to be a southpaw in those days. And his right hand was withered. And so this was kind of an, an interesting situation. The guy is going there with a real need, a desperate need for a touch. But, but as it is today, not everyone enters an assembly because they're in need of help. Some people enter, enter an assembly because they come to be critical. Notice verse 7, it says, So the scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, that they might find accusation against him. This is pretty messed up, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're, they know this guy's there with a the withered hand. They have no care for him. They don't care. They're just like, oh good, a guy with a withered hand is here, and Jesus is attracted to people who have problems. This is perfect. It's the Sabbath day. Let's see if he does something that we can accuse him of. It's ridiculous. You'd think they'd have the heart of the friends of the paralytic who would bust through the crowd and then go up into the, onto the ceiling or up onto the roof and break through the ceiling to get their friend to Jesus. No, they, these guys just want to use this guy as a mean to their ends. It's really amazing as you think about it. They have no concern for the poor or anyone else. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.